Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Perrier Tank Lines, the Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series, short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It happens on the Cars Tour. Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. And happy race week, everyone. Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. It's race week. It's the third week in a row that we will be at a racetrack this weekend. We'll be at America's favorite bull ring, Wake County Speedway, for the Drive for Career 125. But before we dive into previewing this weekend's festivities, we've got to go back and recap this past weekend's trip to Tri-County Speedway and the Old North State Nationals uh, Grand Atlantic Resort. Um, man, it was a it's it's the biggest race of the season for the Cars Tour. Thirty thousand dollars for the winner of the late model stock car. Landon Huffman was able to capture his first career late model stock car win on the Cars Tour side on Saturday night in Barry Nelson's number twenty two autos by Nelson ride, and it, it was a it was a really really interesting weekend there was a lot of things going on um some things that were kind of unusual and and hopefully the cars tour in itself will kind of button some of those things up and tighten some of those things up on social media it's been pretty apparent um some displeasure with some fans some teams uh people that are watching the cars tour and they're under a microscope at this point uh with the new ownership change and some things that really didn't sit well with a lot of people this past weekend and hopefully that the cars tour can uh can button some of those things up again uh we we had a great racing. Brendan Queen was really fast all weekend. Lane Riggs was fast all weekend. Uh, Ryan Millington. Um, and, and we got into a situation with um, this being the biggest race of the year. We had 106 laps under caution, and, and that was a, a concern for a lot of people. Uh, we had uh, Brendan Queen, who was leading the race with about 20, 25 laps to go, ran out of gas. Um, that shouldn't have happened. Uh, and then the leader of the race with about uh, 12 laps to go, Caden Honeycutt, he also ran out of gas. Jacob Hefner ran out of gas. Uh, and, and these are things that I think could have been prevented in, in if things were done uh, in a little bit more uh, buttoned-up way. But, again, Cars Tour will work on that. They'll fix that. And hopefully the next time we run uh, the Old North State Nationals in 2024, we can avoid um, some of these hiccups that we've seen over the last couple of years in the this marquee event taking a quick look at the rundown for the late model stock car again Landon Huffman he will join us here in segment two to talk about his first career cars tour win Carson Quapple in the junior motorsports number eight finished second great run for Ronnie Bassett jr he finished third Bobby McCarty was fourth Ryan Millington fifth even though Ryan ran out of gas he was able to work his way back up to a top five finish he he was actually um the beneficiary of people running out of gas there in the last 15 laps. Jared Fry was sixth. Mason Diaz, who had a strong run midway through the race, he was seventh. Mini Tyrell was eighth. Lane Riggs fought his way back up to a ninth place finish. Cameron Bolin, uh, an outstanding top 10 for him. And again, this was a, a big race. 32 cars took the green flag. Um, and it, but again, some of these things that need to be worked on, this race took almost three hours to run uh, and was right up against the curfew at Tri-County at 11 o'clock. But fortunately for the race fans and for the teams, we were able to get all 200 laps in. 
before the late model stock car race, we we were entertained with the the pro late models and Caden Quapple in the number ninety six. He was the winner of the pro d- debut uh, in the Old North State Nationals a year ago. He backs that up with another win this past Saturday night. Dawson Sutton was second. Cole Butcher was third. Gavin Bolshin was fourth. Ashton Higgins fifth. Katie Hedinger sixth. Austin McDonald seventh. Clint King was eighth. Kyle Campbell was ninth. Logan Jones rounded out the top ten. Seventeen pro late models took the green flag they will not be back in action until october uh, when we go to south boston speedway Um, again so the next couple of races that we've got will be just the late model stock and that will start this weekend at wake county speedway brandon willard has the caution flag out on this segment of stickered up we'll take this opportunity to come down sticker up we return we'll chat with the winner of the old north state nationals landon huffman you're listening to stickered up podcast Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Purrier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Purrier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Purrier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year, plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Purrier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit drivepurrier.com to learn more. Laser cutting and CNC bending. Geo cut for media blasting and surface conditioning. Geo cut South Boston, Virginia for powder coating. Geo cut on demand laser cut parts. Just go to geocutfabrication.com. Upload your part drawing. Select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there. 434-201-4824. Geocutfabrication.com. 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. One part or one million parts. Geocut has you covered. GXS Wraps is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Wraps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800-square-foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, gxswraps.com, or give us a call, 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap. GXS Wraps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. This is Carson Quapple, driver of the number eight junior motorsports iRacing Chevrolet. This is Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back in the air. This edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Wraps Hotline for the second week in a row. We promised him that if he won this past weekend, he'd come back on and he held his, up his end of the bargain. Mr. Landon Huffman, driver the number 22 for Barry Nelson. Landon, welcome back to the Stickered Up Podcast. Thanks for having me again. I feel like, uh, you know, nothing nothing better than coming on once and uh, than uh, coming on two weeks in a row. <laughs> well, I tell you, you're, you're the you're actually the second driver in our three years to, to actually hold us hold us accountable. Um, first and foremost, <laughs> congratulations! Uh, obviously, a, a huge win for you and a huge win for Nelson Motorsports. But man, let's just uh, let's go back. I mean, and, and just have you had a lot a little bit of time to kind of take this in over the last few days? And and I guess the first question is is when did you stop drinking after uh victory lane on saturday night 
Oh, I had to I had to make sure I stopped by Pockets and Brews on my way back. They stayed open for me in Claremont. <laughs> so I I pulled in there and uh had a few beers and then uh hung out by the pool with dad all day on Sunday and and had beers and then uh, we had a bunch of people over Sunday night to party and and uh celebrate. So uh, incredible moment, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, the whole weekend was was great for the cars tour. You know, we had a packed house at Tri County and the facility was beautiful and you know, a lot of race cars and really just all around a great weekend. But uh, for me, that was, I don't know if I could have, uh, you know, told a story any better uh, with a storybook ending like that. I mean, with the season that we've had, and you know, we talked about it on the last episode, just fighting through the struggles of being, you know, a new pairing and the team trying to get back on its feet and, you know, me learning the new tracks and you know getting used to working with with a group that's not my own family group and so to go to a track that's close to home and and win thirty thousand dollars in the fashion that we did in front of the crowd that we did was uh pretty spectacular and a moment i'll never forget that's for sure I think needless to say, it, it, it's definitely probably the biggest win of your career. Um, and, and like you said, you couldn't have probably written it any better. Uh, I, I mentioned to you yesterday when we chatted uh, about you coming back on that, you know, I was basically watching from the grandstands as a quote unquote fan. And man, you had a absolute ton of fans at Tri-County <laughs> on, on Saturday night, man. Just Take us back to that moment uh, when, after you had crossed the start-finish line, you did your your Polish victory lap to just kind of take it all in. Man, what was that experience like for you? Well, I told uh, I told Flo, or I can't remember one of the interviews I was doing after after we took the checkers. Uh, they asked, you know, about the the people there, and I said, "Man, I <clears throat> I don't know why so many people are here for us this weekend." I said, "You know, obviously it's a close to home race, but." I said, the only thing I can figure is I just haven't pissed anybody off up here at Tri-County yet because I don't <laughs> race here weekly. <laughs> uh, but the crowd was insane. I mean, even even in driver intros and, um, you know, seeing how many people were already supporting us through that. And then, um, man, I, I could – this is crazy, I'm sure, but there was even people in the infield. Like, I can – I have a video on my GoPro, but I remember seeing this while battling for the lead, but people in turns one and two in the infield, like out against the wall, like cheering me on as I'm battling for the lead. And I, of all the things to think about and see while you're in the race car, I could see that. And I noticed it like in my mental, I noticed it every single lap. And that was like the coolest thing to me. It's like that extra motivation when you're able football on the football field or on the basketball court or something. It was crazy. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Polish victory lap and, you know, after taking the checkered flag and, and, you know, hearing my dad on the radio, cause dad spotted for me. We talked about that a little last week. Um, Everything about that was just crazy for me. Uh, it was a long road, a long journey, and you know to finally get in victory lane at a on a stage like that at this level was spectacular. I mean, I it's really hard to put in words. I told uh, when I was talking to Dale Jr. I told him I felt like I won the Daytona 500. I said, no, I'm talking to someone who's won two Daytona 500s. But I'm just telling you, I feel like I won the Daytona 500, and it felt like that. 
Saturday night uh, seeing all those people. So just really cool. I mean, the Polish victory lap and, and seeing everybody up against the trackside parking. Nobody had left, obviously. You know, everybody's still standing there cheering cheering and making sure that I knew they were there. And it was just a really cool moment, man. It, that's stuff that you can't uh, – you can't recreate and you know in the moment it's it's something that's super special chat with landon huffman here on the gsx raps hotline stickered up podcast and landon again you mentioned dale jr and like a daytona 500 i mean that eight car that finished second to you had won this event the last three years i mean so that's that's a that's a testament to you uh and, and your and your father and and the entire nelson motorsports team but i do want to talk a little bit about how the race played out uh, obviously a lot of comers and goers in a 200 lap race um brendan queen was extremely fast all night long caden honeycutt uh, mason diaz uh, lane riggs so the competition was definitely there you held your own. You qualified extremely well. You ran up front pretty much all night. You did have to kind of change your strategy, as you mentioned, um, with some of those lengthy cautions and having unfortunate for some guys running out of gas. But at the end of the night, you were up front and competing all night long. Talk a little bit about how that race played out with the comers and goers. Um, you know, Brendan Queen led a bunch of laps, got penalized, came back to the front, was leading when he ran out of gas. I mean, I mean, you saw a whole lot because you really kind of had a front row seat right there pretty much in the top five all night. Yeah, I mean, definitely unlike, you know, a typical car store race for us being that the longer race and we have the controlled cautions with two tires in the pits and, you know, you know fuel's going to be a factor, so you're trying to figure out when to take it, but originally you know well let's go back to the start of the race i i knew when we fired off um you know i started six but when we fired off and i could work the bottom i think i went from like six to second and i was door to door with butterbean for the lead by like lap 10 so i knew then i'm like okay well we got a car that i can race with i can move around um so that was you know an indication right off the rip that i felt like i had a car i could compete for the win with but we were originally on Butterbean strategy. We pitted that first control caution, which was around lap 32, I think. And we took fuel and we were planning on being done uh, like, like he was, but really that first control caution was too early. Um, we needed it to, to be a little bit later. And to be honest, we should have just stayed out, but uh, we, we pitted and come down with him that got us back like 18th or so. And then, I drove all the way back to fifth before the second control caution, which was lap 60-some. And, uh, you know, that was when we had originally planned for tires, but we had seen where we only – or we took like five gallons of gas in that – or four gallons, I can't remember what it was, in that first 30 laps. And by doing our math, Dad's like, yeah, there's no way we're going to make it, boys. Like, we're going to have to take fuel again, which was frustrating because I just passed all those cars, you know, and I – could have just stayed out and been leading the race but uh you know we bit the bullet and come back down and took fuel instead of tires and so we actually filled up twice those first two cautions and then that set us up to be able to go the distance there after we took our tires on the third control caution which we ended up having four but we took our tires with about 100 to go 90 to go somewhere around in there and um you know, Butterbean, they had a good strategy. I mean, that, like I said, that was a strategy we planned on. But with all the caution laps, I mean, we just figured that is crazy. I, I'm making a YouTube video on it now to, to get it out um, where I had my onboard audio and stuff recorded. But Dad nailed it straight on the head. He said, I, 
He said, Butterbean is going to run out around lap 178 to 180. And sure enough, he ran out on lap 179. So I knew that those guys were close and I was trying to, you know, I was racing as if I knew those guys were close. You know, I I was trying to position myself to where, um, you know, I wasn't really burning my stuff up because I knew they were going to be tight on fuel. Yeah, I guess my question is, and, and and again, your dad on the radio giving you that that very useful information. I mean, how do you race, guys? Um, and and again, just being in the driver's seat, if you know somebody's going to run out, of, if you know someone's short on gas, you got to be really on your toes because literally he came off of turn four and basically just just died right i mean it just went to sputtering right off then and you guys were literally right i mean it was three wide when he when he ran out of gas Close. how do you guys i mean how do you race when you know guys because again caden honeycutt the same thing was leading the race you were right behind him when he ran out so you basically got to see that twice i mean you have to be aware of that in the car right yeah we were yeah the caden situation i didn't even know he was close on fuel um which we were racing for the lead. I think I was going to clear him anyways because I was already, you know, three quarters. He was on my bumper really when when he started running out of fuel. But the butterbean situation, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of nerve wracking because we kept having those restarts and gosh, I was just hoping and praying like, man, don't run out on one of these restarts because I was taking the top behind him and it would have just been a disaster if uh, if that would have happened because it would have crashed all of us. But um, yeah, you, you definitely have to continue to think about that, you know, as you're racing. And I knew that that was a, a possibility in my head or that he was going to run out at some point. So while racing with Caden, you know, I'm, I had a feeling we were racing for the lead at that moment in time, yeah. even though Butterbean was out front. So that was, you know, a crazy battle, even back behind the O three, 3 And then when he ran out, we split him three wide. And, and honestly, we, even after that, we still had a great battle for the lead after uh, after the or I think the following restart. Let me ask you this because again, this is another unique situation, and, and again, this is the biggest race. It, it's got some different um, some different uh, storylines and some different um, things that happen. It's not a typical car tour race, like you said. Controlled cautions. We're taking tires. We're taking gas. But another thing that got thrown into the equation uh, because of the lengthy. Uh, cautions and the amount of caution lapses we got really really close to that that 11 o'clock curfew that you're very familiar with running at tri-county on, on weekly shows did that ever come across the radio it's like hey guys we're not just racing you know for the win and we're not racing on the track we're we're racing time i mean did that ever come up on the radio yeah we talked about that too and i was listening back on this rate on my radio recording when i was making this video and I actually laughed pretty hard because at one point in the race, uh, we were like lap 100 and uh, or maybe like lap 80. And my crew chief said, you know, just remember we have a curfew, 11 o'clock. That's what we're racing, 200 laps or 11 o'clock. And dad, my dad was like, ah, oh, that's two hours away. We'll never get there. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> you know, I think the race ended at 11.02 or something like that. So definitely uh, – you know that that's also a factor i tried not to think about it there too much at the end of the race i was just worried people were going to keep running out of fuel yeah well and that's another thing too i thought that especially the i think the final caution that came out with with connor jones and the incident he had 
and, you know, instead of rolling down pit road, uh, he basically just climbed out of the car and, and walked away. And I'm sitting there going, well, man, this, this, this might end the race like this, this might take yep. long enough to end the race. So unfortunately for, for the race fans there and for you, that didn't happen, but man, what a, what an awesome weekend. And I know you're on the, the highest of highs now, but I'm, obviously I know you're, you're, getting ready you're focused for this weekend uh, a new racetrack for you at wake county speedway but a racetrack that very similar to tri-county new asphalt um, not a lot of uh, notes uh, on you know actual race trim for a lot of these cars tour guys does this do you get excited about an opportunity because it i mean obviously it's a much smaller racetrack but there's a lot of those same intangibles, new asphalt, not a lot of notebooks on how to set up a car and things like that. Do you get excited about looking at uh, your trip to Raleigh this weekend? Yeah, I am. I, I'm ready to go down there. I've been wanting to go to Wake for a while and actually wanted to go down there last year on the old pavement because I think the track would have been a blast on the old pavement. But uh, the, the new pave looks really nice and clean. Looks like they haven't had any issues with it. So um, I'm expecting the place to have a lot of grip. Obviously, it's a little you know tight quarter mile boring so uh you know speeds are a lot slower and you know there's the tangibles of the track are going to be different from tri-county but i do think your car's gonna have to rotate there and you're still gonna have to be able to rip around the bottom i think one of the big differences will be you know i, I feel like wake will be a one group track uh, pretty through and through and tri-county obviously wasn't that so probably going to be even more rooting and gouging this week than you've seen at tri-county but I'm looking forward to it. I think that, you know, we have a lot of momentum right now, obviously. And, um, you know, one thing I have been just telling my crew chief and, and all the guys at Nelson uh, and our competition meeting and stuff is, uh, you know, we're only as good as our last race. So, you know, this past weekend was great. And we, it was a huge accomplishment for us, you know, great step for the program, a massive, you know, win for me, but, you know, that's behind us now. And, we can enjoy it in the moment, but, you know, we've got business to take care of this weekend and, you know, all our eyes and focus need to be on, you know, going to Wake County and having a good run. Well, I'll tell you, man, before I let you go, I think it's a testament to, to you and your dad uh, and what you guys have brought to that race team over at Nelson Motorsports. And I, I sat there and did some quick math. It'd been almost two years since that 22 car had won um, in a car store race. And Bobby McCarty, who's a three-time champion, uh, went winless last year in that car. So I think it's a testament to, to you and your dad and, and the, the knowledge and the experience that you guys have brought. And I know that Barry and that entire Nelson Motorsports team is extremely grateful to have you and, and your dad uh, as part of that 22. But talk about that momentum. Again, like you said, it's it's been a – it's been a slow and steady. You had a, a solid run, a great run um, at South Boston in, in the 200 lapper in July before um, before Tech. And, and but you guys have continually been picking away, picking away, getting better, getting better, qualifying better, running better. Obviously, the win on. I mean, what's the what's the expectations? You know, as we conclude, we're in the last third of the Cars Tour season. What are your expectations as far as what you hope to get out of these last few races? I feel like naturally you know coming off a win you want to be able to replicate that but i do think realistically if we can go to these places uh especially the places i've never been to and the places nelson doesn't have a notebook on right now and have a shot at running in the top five and racing with those three and the eight and caden and bobby you know everybody up front that that's been up front all year if we can continue to race in that group then that shows that we are you know a weekly contender i i feel like yeah 
we won last weekend on the biggest stage that the tour has all year. Like that's great and everything, but we still got to establish that we're a weekly contender, uh, in my opinion. And we're working towards that. You know, ACE was a step in the right direction as well. And, um, you know, we've been continuously getting better and, and, uh, moving forward towards that goal. But, uh, I'm still not sure we're exactly there yet as far as being able to prove that we can be up front with those guys every single week, week in and week out. And I think that's my goal. And, going into Wake County, I think that should be, you know, the a realistic expectation or, or realistic goal is to go have a good solid top five run. Um, if we do that, qualify in the top five or and run top five, you know, that's that's a, a really solid day for us. Well, I tell you, man, looking at the remainder of the schedule, I mean, obviously you got, you know, you talk about tracks you've gone to the first time, obviously this weekend at Wake County. Uh, I don't think that you've been to, to New River, uh, which is the which is the next race. But, man, you got to really be licking your chops for those last three races. You go to South Boston, which is a racetrack that you guys have been really good at. You go back to Tri-County, where you just won. And then you go to Caraway for, uh, to wrap up the season at a racetrack that you have been to. So, man, you get these next two, uh, you know, first-time tracks out of the way, man. And like I said, man, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd say that you earn really good um, opportunity to, to finish the year quite strong. Yeah, I agree. I am excited for the rest of the schedule. I, I think that a lot of the tracks that we have left, you know, or the week weekends that we have left are, are right in our wheelhouse uh, for sure. I mean, South Boston, a place that I think we've ran great at, very similar to Tri-County and how it races with the pavement and, and the speeds and things of that nature. So the package we have on those higher speed tracks, you know, I think is really solid. Um, I'm, I'm actually disappointed we don't get to go back to Dominion now because I feel like the package we have would be really, really good there. Uh, we weren't bad there when we went, you know, in the middle of the year. We, we had a, a decent middle-of-the-pack run, but um, now with where the program is and our notebook, I think we could go back to a place like that and be good too. But I'm also looking forward to Martinsville, you know, throwing in, in between that. I think our package will be good there. And uh, Caraway, I you know, I liked Caraway, but we weren't very good there. I kind of salvaged, we salvaged a decent run, uh, but our car wasn't great there. So, uh, you know, we'll bring our Reynolds chassis back to Caraway this, uh, the second time around. Um, we were an RNS car the first time and, uh, that Reynolds car, we've been able to really find what makes it click. And I think that that's been also a move in the right direction for the program. And so I'm looking forward to taking that car back to Caraway and seeing if, uh, you know, we can improve on where we were at the first time we went to. Before we let you go, Landon, I know that takes a ton of people to get to the racetrack each and every weekend. I want to give you an opportunity to thank all those folks. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, I, I was really adamant about this in my interview um, this past weekend at Tri-County or the multiple interviews that I got to do after the race with, with the different outlets. But um, one thing that I really didn't uh, thank in my interview, and I was super disappointed that I didn't, um, obviously it's a given, but, um, still, I, I didn't really thank my family <laughs> and, uh, you know, my family is, you know, really the only reason that I've been able to do what I've done over the years. So, uh, just very thankful for my mom and dad and, and my wife, my sister, and everyone that supported me through this long journey, uh, and got me to the point that I am, um, in my racing career. But, uh, you know, also Barry Nelson for the opportunity to drive his autos by Nelson 22 car, and all of our partners on that 22, Black's Tire, Castrol, uh, Blue Ridge Color Company, PPG, um, everybody that supports Barry's program and helps us go to the track each week, Chevrolet, 
Um, and then, you know, I still have a lot of partners on my, on my personal program here at Huffman racing that allow me to uh, take some weekends off and go do the deal with Nelson and high rock vodka and some of my local partners. So, very thankful and uh, just ready to go back to the racetrack this weekend. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll make the make the promise to you again. Uh, you go out and win at the bull ring. And look, they've got one of the coolest trophies you'll ever see. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're these little bull statues. So um, all these local guys, that's 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 what they want. They want a, they want a bull from the bull ring. So, um, <clears throat> and I know that Charlie's got um, those lined up for this weekend for the car tour race. But look, when next week, when on Saturday, and um, and we'll just go ahead and make an honorary co-host of the of the show, you know, for the next couple of weeks <laughs> until you lose. But man, I, like I said, I, I couldn't. I, I texted you. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't get in the melee down there on Saturday night, but I did text you on Saturday um, after the race, man. Mm-hmm. I'm super proud of you, man. And I, I, I don't think I think it's one of those situations where. It, it's kind of like a Deke McCaskill. If if somebody's favorite driver couldn't win the race, the next person they want to win the race was Landon Huffman on Saturday night. And I think you, you made that yeah. very clear with people in the infield cheering for you, trying to get you, you wave you by cars and whatnot, man. But uh, super excited for you. Uh, hopefully you've had an opportunity to enjoy the moment. And, hey, go grab you one of those uh, those bull trophies this weekend at Wake County, and we'll talk about it next week. That's right. Thank you, Stephen, for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. You did a heck of a job with this thing. That's Landon Huffman, driver number 22 for Barry Nelson on the Cars Tour late model stock car side. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity. Come down pit road. We'll gas up, sticker up, and we'll wrap up this edition. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. We're all familiar with the term batteries not included. Well, that does not apply to Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery. They're all about batteries. Meredith Battery has Volt Batteries for all applications, including auto, marine, commercial, golf cars, power sport, and motorsport. Meredith Battery of Anderson, South Carolina. Their Volt Battery customers are frequent visitors to Victory Lane at your local short tracks in the southeast each and every week. For more information and to buy your next Volt Battery, contact the team at 864-226-9099. 864-226-9091 and on Facebook and Instagram. Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery, the official battery of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. Courier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Courier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Courier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Courier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit drivepurrier.com to learn more. Practice Race. At Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis, they feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at PerformanceCenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400.
Hey, this is Deke McCaskill, driver of the 08 per year tank line Chevrolet. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, and we head to Wake County Speedway Friday afternoon for practice for Saturday night's Pereer Tank Lines 125. Again, gates will open on Friday. Uh, pits open at 1 o'clock, and then late model stock car practice will start at 2 o'clock. Um, they'll go 2 to 3, 315 to 345, and then 4 o'clock to 430. Uh, pits will close at 530 on Friday, and then teams will return back to the racetrack uh, Saturday morning, uh, Saturday afternoon. Pits will open at 130. Late model stock car practice will be from 3 to 330. That final practice will be from 345 to 415. A local divisions will be uh, practicing there uh, later in the afternoon um, and then five to six is local division practicing qualifying cars tour single car qualifying will be at six o'clock pre-race at 650 um, cars tour introduction for drivers at eight o'clock and the green flag for the late model stock car portion of this weekend's festivities tentatively to fly at 815 um, adults this weekend 25 dollars 15 dollars for kids Six to 12, anyone under five is free. As usual, pit passes are $45. And if you can't make it to Wake County Speedway this weekend for the drive for Pereer 125, you can always catch it with our streaming partners at Flow. Taking a quick look at the entry list for this weekend, 22 late model stock cars on the pre-entry list. I know it sounds like a small number, but if you've ever been to Wake County Speedway, 22 cars around the quarter-mile bull ring in Raleigh is going to feel like 35, 36 race cars. Those 22 cars pre-registered for this weekend include Brendan Queen, Ronnie Bassett Jr., Mason Bailey, Deke McCaskill, Andrew Grady, Clay Jones, who um, is a local there uh, at Wake County. He actually won last weekend at Wake County. He's actually going to be driving a car for uh, Jensie Markham, the uh, the one car. Brent, Brandon Pierce, Dylan Wilson, Giovanni Ruggiero, and Giovanni actually ran the pro race, so he's got a little bit of a leg up. He's got a hundred or 75 laps uh, under his belt in race conditions at Wake County, so be on the lookout for him. He's driving for Lee Falk this weekend. Bobby McCarty, points leader Carson Quapel, Chase Burrow, Buddy Isles making his Cars Tour debut this weekend in the flying, flaming number 11. Ryan Millington, Chad McCombie, Landon Huffman, our guest here today. Mason Diaz, Ethan Johnson, also a local uh, that's run at Wake County for several years. Cameron Bolin, Connor Hall back on the tour this weekend, and Chad Bryant's number 77, Minnie Tyrell, and Jacob Hefner. Those are the 22 cars that are pre-entered for this weekend's festivities at Wake County Speedway. And again, if you can't make it to Wake County this weekend, you can always catch it on Flow. Want to thank those folks that help Sticker It Up come to you each and every week. Our friends at Pereer Tank Lines, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, GeoCut, Volt Battery Technology, GSX Wraps, and as always, our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Morgan Patrick and Dave Perkins make us sound so good each and every week. And then also want to thank our guests via the GSX Wraps Hotline, the most recent winner on the late model stock car side, Mr. Landon Huffman, driving number 22 for Nelson Motorsports. That's the checkered flag on this edition. I'm your host, Stephen Dunn. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.